when you get to the large companies, there are entire departments, you know, just, just for this. this. I was just thinking like if this world was like the Hunger Games and we got like assigned jobs. Like, yeah. I got assigned that job. I would be so mad. <laughs> I would be so mad. Send me to the Hunger Games right now. Just put me in the ring. I don't want to look at sales tag. Good day. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney, your money maven. And I'm Sid's dime piece, Bessie, Kristen. <laughs> and we are here for our episode today about sales taxes. Mm. Rock my world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually hate sales taxes. I I, it. I just, I, this is, a, you know, sorry, government, if you're listening, <laughs> but I just, I really don't like sales taxes. I just think they're silly, to be honest you know, hey, you want to sell something. I'm the government. Oh, you'd like to sell something to somebody else? Well, I'd like a little piece of that. So yeah, let there. me play into that, please. Yeah, like you didn't do anything for yeah, this. Except for yeah. allow me to. That's yeah, but <laughs> so I don't know. Details. I don't like sales taxes, okay. but you well, know, don't tell the government. Let's work it out. Yeah. It. So my business doesn't have to pay sales taxes because the products or serv the services that we provide are not sales taxable. So certain businesses have to pay sales taxes based off of what they are providing mm -hmm. and certain businesses do not. And it also depends on the state that you're in. So we're going to talk mostly about Pennsylvania today. But if you're not in Pennsylvania, definitely look up your state's requirements specific to where you're at. But we are talking mostly about Pennsylvania today. Okay. 
So mm-hmm. what kind of businesses do pay sales taxes then? Yeah. So there's, uh, it's more on the product or like the type of thing that you're selling rather than just the whole business. Okay. So retail sales are for, you know, personal tangible property. So furniture, electronics, some clothing and certain services are required to have sales taxes Okay. in clothing, in clothing in Pennsylvania. So like clothing, anything that's deemed for clothing purposes, what's the technical term? Like it's a necessity is Mm -hmm. not sales taxable. So in Pennsylvania, clothing is not sales taxable because Pennsylvania deems that like a necessity. So they don't put sales taxes on that. But certain clothings are like accessories have sales taxes to them because they don't deem that always a necessity. So certain, yeah. Okay. I know. (laughs) Who do they think okay, they yeah, are? <laughs> Let's rewrite some of those rules because yeah. uh, my purse is now. But uh, so some products uh, for clothing purposes are sales taxable and some aren't. So if you are in retail sales, you should really be looking up the type of products that you're selling and if there are sales tax associated with those types of products. Digital products are required to have sales taxes on them. Ebooks, music downloads, streaming services all have sales taxes applied to them. And this was a topic of conversation that a lot of people weren't sure about a while ago with when it comes to services. If your service results in a digital product, it should have sales taxes on it. So Mm -hmm. photographers, your photography services have a digital product that can be downloaded. That is the product of your service. You have to charge sales taxes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I said, certain services that you may not be sure. So I, again, I would look up your specific service. Mm-hmm. But some examples are like printing services, laundry services, dry cleaning, some recreational activities, and like other services like haircuts. You know, there's sales taxes associated with those services as well. So haircuts aren't necessary? I know. Well, I guess maybe if it was mm-hmm. just getting a military cut, then there's no sales taxes. <laughs> You're go. You're doing a buzz cuts like are non sales. Same bowl cuts are non sales. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that well, would be pretty funny, actually. If yeah. you knew that you could save on getting like your typical standard, <laughs> I would be a little bit fearful of the uh, the non sales tax. Yeah, just seems like kind oh my of gosh. Basic. Can you imagine how many people would actually do that though, just to like not pay money to the government for their haircut? Just like five bucks. Cool. Oh, that would be that would be a scary world if everybody had the exact same haircut because no one wanted to pay sales taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> And you. Yes. Okay. So uh, when it comes to food, (laughs) restaurants and prepared foods, they have different regulations as well. So for certain prepared foods don't have sales taxes associated with them. So again, if you're in that industry, really look up what the type of product that you're selling. And if it's prepackaged food, there are sales taxes. If it's like restaurant food where you're eating it right then and there, there's not necessarily sales taxes on that, but then there's also going to be that the alcohol tax is something totally separate too. My brain sells. I know there's like, a lot. Yeah. This so is silly. Sales tax can be a little bit scary because I think some people want to pretend like they don't have to pay sales taxes on their product or they think that the government will tell them that they have to pay sales taxes on their products. And so then they just don't. And then it's a little bit too late or you're in a hole there or it's just, you know, you've never done it. And so you don't know what to do then. So it's always a good idea to just really do your due diligence with what products and services you're offering and just do a quick Google. It is very easy to find if your product is sales taxable. There are some random ones that were, (laughs) yeah, yeah, there's some random ones. So you can always go on my path for the, you know, that's the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue state site. 
and look on there to see what products and services. They have some pretty good like group forums for, hey, what's this product? Is this product sales taxable? They're also very quick with their help desk that you can call and talk to somebody that will give you feedback. But so one that always confused me at first was, or used to confuse me, was advertising revenue for like ads online on websites, if those are taxable or not. And in some states they are, in some states they're not. So again, like you really want to make sure where are these ads going to be posted and how are you going to determine that? Like it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes into our next really fun part of sales taxes. If if you are an out-of-state seller, so I'm going to talk specifically with Pennsylvania. I don't know what the requirements are in other states. You'd have to look because there are 50 of them. So mm-hmm. they That's change fair. state by state. And this is one task I did not want to have to do at my last job that I was at because we really had to calculate this. And it was a big deal for sales taxes is determining if you have nexus in the state. What's nexus? So nexus is, is if you have enough sales, say you're from Ohio, West Virginia, New York, New Jersey, Wyoming, anywhere else, another state, and you're selling product to people in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. In Pennsylvania, if the business has sold more than $100,000 worth of their product, they have established nexus. That's what that is. So you've established nexus. So now you have to pay sales taxes in Pennsylvania. And so if you sell a a national product and you hit these parameters in all these states, you need to be filing sales taxes in all of these states. So if you're someone that's selling a national good, you know, you're shipping and you're selling. So the last company I worked for, they sold robots. So you sell one robot, that's over $100,000. They were selling millions of dollars worth of robots. And so any state basically that we sold a robot to, we had nexus in that state. So then you have to go on and you need to determine what the requirements are. You need to make sure that you apply for the sales tax license in that state. And then you're remitting based on the schedule that's assigned to you. Oh my God. There are programs that will help you with this. If you have a company that's this large or has this many products, they make tax software for sales taxes that will help you Basically, they either connect with your point of sale software, where if you sell the product, it'll register that as a sale in that tax software, and it'll tell you when you've hit the nexus in all of those states, and then it will help you remit the sales taxes. So there are lots of programs out there that will help. So if that sounds like something you need, if if you're a retail sales and you've been shipping all across the country and you're pretty heavy in the sales and you didn't know that, I would highly recommend getting that software just so that you know... You're submitting things the right way. There's a couple different ones. Honestly, I'd have to look. They could just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) one's like Tax Act. There's, and I I don't really use any of them for the companies that we work with now because there's, we don't have a lot of companies that have national retail sales. Mm -hmm. The companies that we work with at file in multiple states are very easily trackable. So we have clients that we work with, we file for them in Pennsylvania and Florida or Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Florida. So we don't have to worry about tracking sales all over. It's just they offer a service. We know what the services are. They're registered in these states and then we remit to those states. So the most that we have is a company that is three states, right? So there are a lot of different softwares. So again, it's just probably as simple as Googling for your specific industry, sales tax software, and there's probably a plethora of softwares. Yeah. This mm-hmm. feels like whenever you're trying to learn a card game with somebody who really knows the card game that you don't <laughs> and you're trying to listen to the rules, but your brain is like, I don't want to. And then it's like, but then this happened. But the if government. This happened, yeah, I don't like it. 
I don't. We just want clear cut rules. I'm going to get the government haircut. <laughs> yes. Like no that. sales taxes, please. None. All right. None. <laughs> so there are exemptions for sales taxes for certain things. So like, again, like the clothing in Pennsylvania, textbooks, groceries, pharmaceuticals, things like that. Those are exemptions to sales taxes, at least in Pennsylvania. And then also wholesale transactions. So say you're buying something and you're reselling it. If you are reselling it, you shouldn't be paying sales taxes to the person you are, the company you're buying the product from. You should have a certificate of, I am purchasing all of this stuff mm -hmm. and then I am reselling it. So you mm -hmm. should have a certificate that's for resale so that you don't pay sales tax to that person, but you're collecting it from the end user. The end okay. user pays the sales taxes. So that is something to make sure that you note if you're buying a bunch of stuff, if you're buying a lot of clothing and you're reselling it, you should have a resale certificate. So that way you're not being charged and then recharging. It would pass through you and the final user would be charged. You also will get exemptions if you you've nonprofit, churches, certain government entities will get sales tax exclusions. And again, that's just a form that you would fill out that's typically on the government websites. You would fill that out for sales tax exemption and then you can turn that into any retailer that you're buying from, anybody that you're buying from, and you will not have sales taxes attached to your receipt if you have a sales tax exemption. Is this something, all of this is something you research for your clients? Yes. So that they, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. like enough of a reason. Yeah. If we didn't give yeah. you 16 other reasons in our other episodes, like this is just so much. It is. It's a lot. It is. And if you as a seller have someone that comes to you and says, oh, I'm, I'm sales tax exempt, ask for their form. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have that form, like you're liable for the sale taxes, given it might be a very small amount that never comes up in the scheme of things. But say you have a client that you're continually selling to that's a church or a, a school or another nonprofit, and they say they're sales tax exempt, and then you were to get IRS audited and you've never charged them sales tax, and it turns out, they don't have the sales tax exemption form, you will have to pay that sales tax. Yeah. So always get the sales tax exemption form. It's not a bad question to ask. They should be able to have it readily available mm -hmm. so that they don't pay the sales taxes on the product. So make sure you ask that. That's not a bad question. If someone says that, that they are, you can always ask for that form. Okay. Mm -hmm. What else do we need to know? I don't like sales taxes yeah. either. <laughs> so those are the businesses that are required to collect sales taxes and pay them. So with that, in terms of how you would pay it, so you register on MyPath mm -hmm. uh, if you're in Pennsylvania. So you can register on MyPath is the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue website. It's a very easy registration process. Mm -hmm. You just say, I want to register a new business or new entity. And you just follow the prompts. When did you start your business? When did you start collecting sales taxes or you know start sales? And they just ask for who the owners are, what the addresses are. And then you get a sales tax license in the mail. Huh. You have your sales tax license number. You should uh, put that in a frame and like hang it up because when people come to the, your, if it's a physical location, sometimes people come and check that. Like mm -hmm. you can have a government body that comes in and asks for your sales tax license number. Again, that's, I've never heard of that happening to one of my clients, but I know that can happen. Mm -hmm. So I would always have that available to pull out. You as the business owner should have that form. I've had lots of clients that expect me to retain that information for them mm -hmm. just because I have access to their MyPath. They'll email me and say, hey, can you send me my sales tax license? I don't have the physical copy. You have the physical copy. I can tell you the number if I have access to your MyPath 
and I can give you your license number. I can kind of talk you through what the account numbers are, but the actual like physical copy that you would need to send to people if they ask for it, the business owner should have that. Okay. Unless you have an agreement with your bookkeeper or tax account that they are retaining it for you, but that's not something I do. For, I want my clients to retain that information. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's how you would get your sales tax license. Then from there, typically you need that number if you're doing like online sales through eBay, Shopify, you need to submit that number so that it can be attached to your business. A lot of the times those websites will not let you operate through them and sell things through them if you do not have either, if you're a sole proprietor, your social security number in there for them to track it off of that. If you're a a partnership or you're incorporated, your EIN number, and then your sales tax license number, excuse me, attached to that as well. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm and just then here thinking about how smart you are. Oh gosh, no, it's it's just through experience. I feel <laughs> like I just if I have to learn it, I typically retain it after that. But this yeah. took lots of research, lots of time for paying it. You might be assigned a monthly payment schedule, semi-annual payment schedule, quarterly payment schedule, a yearly payment schedule to remit those. The more sales that you have, the more often you have to remit sales taxes. And in certain cases if you are making lots of money, the government asks for it in advance. They want sales taxes in advance too. Why? You have to prepay for them. I think it's just so that they are guaranteed their money. Yeah. I don't have any Gosh. clients that have to do that either, but I, I know that that is a potential in some states as well. I know. Yeah. And some states don't have any sales taxes at all, like Delaware. Delaware has no sales tax. They were just like, we don't like this. Yep. We're none. not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We just agree as a well. Why does the government let them do that? So the federal government is not the one that implements the sales taxes. It is state by state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is state by state. But one thing to note, and this is, so if anybody heard of the Wayfair lawsuit a couple years ago, it was because Wayfair was shipping products like all over and the individuals were not claiming the purchases that they made in their individual states on their tax returns Mm. because- why? No, no offense to the government again, but like, why would people do that? Or people don't even know to do that. Yeah. So other thing that goes along with sales tax is use tax. And I'm not going to get too into this because, I, again, I don't have a lot of clients that have use tax. This is what came into play. Use? Use. U-S-E. Oh, like U-S-E. use. Like use. you're using, using something, something. Like okay. a use tax. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good question because it's weird. And a lot of people don't talk about it. But say you buy something in another state, you pay the sales tax for it in that state. But if you're taking it and you're using it continually in another state, you're supposed to pay use tax on that product. Like multiple times? Uh, yearly. Give me a Yearly or if it's the same. So you'd have to, it would depend on the product. So for example, yeah. the last company that I worked for, we had techs that would go and work on the robots. So the techs would, we bought the kits for the techs in Pennsylvania, paid the sales taxes when we bought it. And then those techs would go to Tennessee or Florida or Ohio to fix the robots. And they have to pay use tax on their toolkits in those states. Give me a break. Uh huh. This is just very arbitrary. And mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And think about the magnitude of that too. Like and this how many is where, people are not doing it. Right. And you have no right. idea. And so when you think about it from like a small business owner perspective, it feels so crazy and it feels like so nitpicky. But then think about all of the massive companies out there, like the massive companies that are traveling around, they're repairing things like, you know, they have headquarters in one state, but they have all these techs all over. They have all of these like locations all over the country. 
and think about all of the different taxes that they are paying across the board to like use products in different states. How confusing that is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is like a, I mean, when you get to the large companies, there are entire departments, you know, just just for this. this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. I mean, it is, it's a massive, it's a massive thing. So there are a lot of weird stipulations. There are a lot of weird notes because there are massive companies where the state governments are collecting very large dollar amounts on their sales and on their products. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is like a really like mind blowing thing. I think when you think of the magnitude that comes with some of this stuff. I was just thinking like if this world was like the Hunger Games and we got like assigned jobs. Yeah. I got assigned that job. I would be so mad. (laughs) I would be so mad. Send me to the Hunger Games right now. (laughs) Put me in the ring. (laughs) I don't want to look at sales tax. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause then like, so at the last company that I was at again, like it's all dependent too if you're a cruel basis or cash basis, which like when the product is actually sold versus when it's actually delivered versus when the work (laughs) is actually performed. Like, I mean, this like concept can be so big. So we won't, we won't go too much more into it there. But it is, it is crazy. But so for us, for us small business owners, we'll stay in our tiny lane and we'll just keep track of our own stuff and we won't think about the big companies. But it is kind of a crazy thought overall. So you'd remit that on a, like I said, a monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, annually basis, or more often than that, sometimes there's bi-weekly, you know, there's a lot of different ones. And this is in Pennsylvania, I'm talking. Other states might have other deadlines to submit. In Pennsylvania, it's 6%. And then in Allegheny County, it's an extra 1%. So yeah, mm-hmm. Allegheny County is 1%. So that's where you see 7% sales taxes in Allegheny County. So the second you go into Butler County, that 1% goes away. And then Philadelphia is another one that has, for Philadelphia, count, the county out there is another one too. I mean to laugh about it, yeah. but it's just like... It's so nitpicky. It's a card game I don't ever want to play. Yep. Yeah, it's so nitpicky. It really is. Like sales taxes are weird. If you have not been submitting sales taxes and you should be, uh, get that up to date. (laughs) I'm just get that up to date. But make sure that you're charging sales taxes if you should, because if you were ever to be caught for not charging and remitting sales taxes, it comes out of your margins. Like you will have to pay that. And uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue website is uh, very savvy now where if you amend your taxes, it'll automatically you have a balance on there right away. Mm. So say you amend or you submit and say like, oh, I owe this. It'll be bright red. You owe this money. And if you submit anything else, say you got a return for an, prior, the next period, it would apply to that existing balance. Like they are very... They'll take their money first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So definitely pay your sales taxes. Just pay them and remit them. Again, I'm someone that hates sales taxes. I think that they're silly. Yeah, but well, pay your sales taxes, now. stay in the clear. Like they really, they, it's a big deal mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure that you're paying them and remitting them cor- the correct way. And long story short, like if you are uncertain or you need to consult with somebody, mm-hmm. obviously you'd be happy. to. Do yeah, that absolutely. You, we pay sales, like sales taxes sales for our clients. Yeah. We'll do the calculations. <laughs> we have a couple retailers that do service-based jobs where they sell a product, but then also the big service goes into it. They also have retail shops where it's, you know, just the product. There's not a service attached to it. And then they have kind of a mixture of like teaching and training and other products too. So they have a couple different 
segments and they also collect the funds in a different way. They invoice clients through QuickBooks Online, but then they also have a Shopify account. So they're collecting payments in multiple ways. And we'll make sure that we take their report from QuickBooks for their invoicing, what that sales tax is. We'll take their reports from Shopify and what that sales tax is. Because if you just take the number that shows up in QuickBooks, that's not always the most accurate number or there are some sales that are not sales taxable. So we make sure that we do all those calculations and then remit the sales tax on the right number so you're not overpaying or underpaying month to month. So we definitely help with that service if anybody has any questions on it or or needs any assistance with it. And we remit, like I said, in multiple states for a lot of our clients too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It takes a little bit of the pressure off. Just trying to make it a less anxious place. Yeah. Trying to make the world a less anxious place. Want everybody to have their businesses and and take ownership for their businesses, but also be able to relax, you know, yeah. get rid of some of that anxiety around it. Love so it. yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing what we can, <laughs> we're doing what we can. Yeah. So it's definitely something to be aware of, something to plan for. And one other piece to kind of take it a step further, whenever you are collecting sales tax as a business owner, it's not considered revenue for your business. So say you sold a product that's $10, And just for ease of math, don't check me on the math here for Pennsylvania, but let's say with sales tax, that product went to $12. So it's $10 as the product, $2 as the sales tax. That would be very high sales tax. But again, we're just doing it for math purposes. So that $10 is revenue. And that $2 is actually a payable to the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue that goes on the balance sheet as like accounts payable. You don't want it to be that it shows up as revenue $12 Mm -hmm. because that's not real revenue. That's not. And say you were collecting sales taxes and you weren't paying it, now you're overstating your revenue Mm -hmm. and you're going to pay business taxes on all of that. But then if you you need to eventually pay the sales taxes and you haven't taken that number out, you're plugging in a higher revenue number for the money that you owe. So you're paying like twice. Right. So you're probably overpaying at that point. If you're saying, if you go into Pennsylvania Department of Revenue and you say I, you know, and say in your point of sale software, you would set it up where the product is $10, it's calculating sales tax and it's $2 extra. But then you go into Pennsylvania Department of Revenue and you say, I made $12. It's saying that's the revenue where really the revenue was only $10. And so you want to make sure that your accounting software is set up the right way, where if you're not putting on as a payable, it's immediately at least a contra revenue, which means that it would show up um, sales $12 and negative $2 as like sales tax adjustment, like mm-hmm. right there. Um, the appropriate way is that it's payable. So as soon as you're basically just collecting it for the government and saying, okay, I'm collecting $12 from you, the $10 is for me and the $2 I owe to the government. Mm-hmm. So that $2 is going on as a payable because I'm paying the government. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you go to pay it, that $2 comes off the payable, comes out of your cash balance, and then you're in the clear. Okay. So you only have $10 in sales. And then you no longer have anything on the payable side after you've paid it. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a little sticky, but it's once you kind of get the hang of it, it's not as daunting as it seems. Once you know your business and your product and you know how to track it, it's simple. You just follow the timeline. You log into my path. You submit. But before then or when you're adding new products or when you're adding new states or when you're, you know, doing a different offering, it can be a little bit daunting. So definitely do the due diligence in the beginning to make sure you have it set up correctly and go from there. All right. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Ed. Another good one. Good stuff. <laughs> Let us know if you have any questions. We're happy to help and have a great rest of your day. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> All right. Peace out.
Bye. <laughs> if you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. If you're a growing entrepreneur, but you're still managing your own bookkeeping, it's time to bring on a bookkeeper to make sure your numbers are accurate and you're maximizing your financial opportunities. From categorizing your transactions to account reconciliation and financial statements, we'll take it all off your plate so you can focus on the parts of your business that light you up. Book a call with us and let's see if we'd be a great fit to work together as you grow into your next level business.